Google Argo Electrical Services, North Georgia's premier electrician. Call 770-596-1437 today. Hey, everybody. My name is George. I'm with Argo Electrical Services, and I am the surge protector guy. So we are all the way up to podcast number 14. This podcast is about ground fault circuit interrupters. So if we dig into our National Electrical Code Book, section 210.8, chapter 210.8, ground fault circuit interrupter protection for personnel. All right. A listed class A GFCI shall be provided in accordance with 210.8A through F. The GFCI shall be installed in a readily accessible location. That means where personnel can utilize it. Okay. Um, so the next thing they have is an informational note. It says C215.9 for GFC protection, GFCI protection for feeders. And so I flipped over there and I opened that bad boy up. And let's see here. Well, no, I'm in the wrong spot. All right. 215.9. So if we read that, it says feeders shall be permitted to be protected by a listed ground fault circuit interrupter installed in a readily accessible location in lieu of the provisions for such interrupters specified in 210.8. Ground fault circuit interrupter protection of the feeder circuit protects all branch circuits supplied by that feeder. This type of GFCI installation is permitted in lieu of branch circuit requirements of 210.8. GFCI protection in the feeder can also be used to protect construction site receptacles as covered in 590.6A, provided the feeder supplies no lighting branch circuits. Although it may be economical, more economical and convenient to install GFCIs for feeders, consideration should be given to the possibility that a GFI might be monitoring several branch circuits and will de-energize all the branch circuits in response to line ground fault from one branch circuit. So, all right, I know you're saying, what the heck does that do for me? Well, the big thing about it is, um, I believe what we need to, what we need to see in that whole discussion is, um, you know, that we're going to put a GFCI um, device or, you know, protected uh, line um, basically where it's being used. So um, if if you've got a feeder um, running out to a sub-panel that's GFCI protected then and that thing trips, it's going to kill everything. Um, so I got to digging through the code book and um, it's just like, uh, you know, your voltage is coming down the power lines, power lines running into the meter base at your home. These circuits are not ground fault circuit um, protected. Okay. And um, so there you go.
Anywho, so let's see here. Mm, I have gotten completely out of whack. All right. So anyway, for purposes of this section, the distance from receptacle shall be measured as the shortest path this power supply cord connected to the receptacle would follow without piercing a floor, wall, ceiling, or fixed barrier. And what that means is, is if I'm using a skill saw off the deck of my home, that receptacle needs to be ground fault circuit interrupter protected. If, you know, um, if we're using a blender in our kitchen countertop, GFCI protected. So here's a little bit more um, food for thought. The Consumer Production Safety Commission has reported a dec decrease in the number of electrocutions in the United States since the introduction of ground fault circuit interrupter devices in the 1971 National Electric Code. Real quick definition, electrocution. That means someone gets shocked and they die. If you got shocked and you did not die, you have not been electrocuted. You were merely shocked. Okay. Um, most safety experts agree that GFCIs are responsible for saving numerous lives and pretend, uh, preventing countless injuries. When the line of conductors are passed through a sensor and are connected to a shunt trip device as long as the current in the conductors is equal, the device remains in a closed position. If one of the conductors comes in contact with a grounded object, either directly or through a person's body, some of the current returns by the alternative path resulting in an unbalanced current. The toroidal coil sees the unbalanced current and the shut, shunt trip mechanism reacts to the open to open the circuit the circuit des, uh, re design requires does not require the presence of equipment of, of an equipment grounding conductor which is the reason 406.4 d2c permits the use of gfcis as replacements for receptacles and grounding means that do not exist so real quick, let's go back to the shunt trip device. Where's a common place that there are always shunt trips installed that you probably really didn't know? Gas stations. That means if there's an issue, it's going to trip the power to the entire main. It's going to kill the power. And then we don't have any explosions like we see on the movies. Okay. Now, this section right here, which I'm going to talk about in another um, thing, is is for us code chapter or section 406.4D2C permits the use of GFCIs as replacements for receptacles where a grounding means does not exist. Okay, now what this is talking about, so. Um, I'm an electrical contractor in the Northeast Georgia area. I'm about 45, 50 miles north of Atlanta. There are a lot of homes around where I live that were built in the 50s and 60s, okay? And a lot of a lot of these homes were built with the old cloth wiring that only had a hot and a neutral wire and there are no ground wires. Well, these inspectors, when these people sell their homes, people come in and they want an inspection report. 
Well, none of the receptacles on the property are grounded. The guy tries to stick his little plug in, and if they've got the old receptacles, it only has two holes, which is what it should have. Um, you know, he's like, well, the none of the circuits are grounded. And that is true, but it's not 100% true. But in any event, the code um, allows us to either install a GFCI a receptacle or now a GFCI breaker. Okay, so in this part of the code book, I purchased the handbook section or whatever, which, you know, this gives me the same thing that your instructors have for the most part. And there's a picture in there and it's got, you know, the source, um, you know, line and neutral, and it's got the circuit breaker feeding a shunt trip feeding a solid state circuitry or whatever. And that's the hookup that um, uses that, uh, I guess it's a lead ring or whatever. I've I've seen them before. I've installed them before. I don't 1,000% understand how these uh, CTs work exactly. It's like a CT, and um, by that I mean a circuit transformer. But anyway, it um, it's a hoop that the wires run through, the circuits run through. They're not covered by metal pipe or anything like that. And that hoop monitors the system. And if it gets out of whack, it's, it's going to cause that shunt trip to open. And when that shunt trip opens, then whatever that circuit is feeding, whether it be the whole property, whether it be a dedicated circuit or whatever, then, you know, it kills the power to it. Now, coming out of that, it also goes up to a push to test button, and that runs through a resistor, which goes back to the other side of the neutral wire, which is not run through that ring, okay? And then on the outside of that, it shows the load, you know, basically a receptacle or whatever. It's kind of a fancy deal. I'm sure this is more for an industrial setup and it is a residential, but it still kind of gives us an idea how a ground fault circuit interrupter breaker or receptacle works. Um, obviously, the shunt trip part is built in to the receptacle or the breaker, and there's a push to test deal in there with a resistor. And if that resistor burns up, bam, it's no good anymore. The GFCIs today and the GFCI breakers they are not supposed to allow power out if it's faulty. That means if that resistor burns up, the switch inside cannot burn closed. Back in the day, I remember GFCI receptacles in kitchens, and I remember especially a church I used to go to and where everybody made coffee or whatever, and there was GFCI receptacles up there, and you could go up there and you could push that test button, and it, it would not work but that circuit was hotter than Pistol Pete. And um, no longer will that happen. Um, and it's another, you know, just like we talked about in 1971 when they, you know, this is saving lives. Some of the old time electricians um, complain and bitch and moan about it. But anyway, a variety of GFCIs are available, including portable and plug-in types and circuit breaker types types built into plug caps and receptacle types. Each type has a test switch so that units can be checked periodically to ensure proper operation. 
manufacture the manufacturer's installation and use instructions specify monthly testing to facilitate this important ongoing safety check. GFCIs installed to protect receptacles covered in 210.8 A and B are required to be readily accessible. GFCIs operate on fault currents of four to six milliampers at trip levels of five milliampers. The instantaneous current could be much higher. The shock can be fit, uh, can be felt during the fault. The shock can lead to an involuntary reaction that can cause a secondary accident, such as a fall. GFCIs do not protect persons from shock hazards. Where contact is made with the ungrounded hot and grounded neutral conductors or between different ungrounded hot conductors. And, um, you know, uh, to the best of my knowledge, the ground fault circuit interrupters can tell the difference in um, in the load on the neutral side. It detects moisture, and that's what makes it trip. Arc fault breakers and receptacles. Now they they monitor the unbalanced load on that neutral. To the best of my understanding. This is George with Argo Electrical Services. I am the surge protector guy. You can find me at argoelectrical.com. You can just Google at Argo Electrical. You can email me at info at argoelectrical.com, or you can call me 770-596-1437. Thanks for stopping by. Look forward to talking to you soon. Google Argo Electrical Services, North Georgia's premier electrician. Call 770-596-1437.